How's it going, everyone? My name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. A usual protocol calls for me to get right into the reading. I'm going to do things a little differently this time. Um, a current event, a type of monologue, a piece, whatever you want to call it, going to do that first, then a synopsis for the reading, and then going to do the actual reading. So you can look at it as three parts or two parts or, or one whole part. Either way, I hope you enjoy. Here's something. K-pop stands. They made headlines a couple weeks ago after their stealth operation on the Trump rally. In a collaboration with TikTok users and hacktivist group Anonymous, they were able to sabotage the event in a mobilized effort to reserve empty seats, giving officials the idea that the rally was sold out when it actually saw attendance very similar to an optional 8 a.m. lecture at any four-year university. Now, they already had loads of support before all this, but this only helped them garner more. And from people who might not be familiar with K-pop, age ranges with ears that might sooner open up for Terry Gross. A few people had asked me, what is a K-pop stan? And and I told them that a K-pop stan is someone who supports K-pop. But really, that's, that's like telling someone that cheese pizza is pizza with cheese. There's so much more to it. I mean, I mean, with pizza, there's dough composition, there's sauce, there's temperature, there's time, there's calling a salad chunks of lettuce and half tomatoes, and then putting that on top of the pizza so it's warm when you eat it. But that's pizza. I don't know anything about K-pop, so I took to Twitter. Any and all K-pop stands, please DM me. Let it be known that I have tweeted out in search for other voices before, and I usually never get any engagement. But things were different this time around. Within the hour, I had a few accounts reach out to me, both on Twitter and on Instagram. And I took away a few key points from their answers. Uh, First comes the root of the word Stan. Apparently it comes from Eminem's song Stan, which is about an overzealous fan. Overzealous. Overzealous fans. That's a good way to describe the K-pop Stan. People who care extremely deeply about these idols and groups. And what's interesting about the K-pop stan is that it's a 24-hour operation. Essentially, extremely dedicated fans are worldwide in every single time zone. They quite literally don't sleep. Rather, they're constantly tweeting, defending, and backing anything K-pop related. Now, to better highlight their coordinated efforts, Aaron Paul who played Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, brought his hands together and said that he was ready to take responsibility. Around that same time, the global superstar K-pop group BTS put up a $1 million donation to Black Lives Matter. And their fan group, better known as their army, matched that $1 million donation. And if you're still a little unsure as to how strong K-pop stands are, I've put together the following examples. Mark McGuire at the end of a steroid cycle. Nowhere near as strong as K-pop stands. That guy at the gym who barks before he bench presses. Not even in the same sentence as K-pop stands. And plastic toy packaging, the really tough ones, the ones where you need scissors and have to be careful as to not cut yourself. Stop. When K-pop stands assemble, they're a force not to be taken lightly, but a force to be reckoned with, a force to be respected. And that does it for chapter one. Maybe I'll call it chapters. That does it for chapter one. Uh, Now we get into the synopsis. I don't even know if I'm using the word synopsis correctly. I'm going to be honest. I like how it sounds though. So the synopsis for the reading this week is about 
uh, people pumping your gas and a very specific gas attendant who never really spoke to me. But all of a sudden, during a pandemic and without a mask, he became a comedian. Enjoy. Along with New Jersey, Oregon is the only other state where people pump your gas for you. And on one hand, I can count the number of times where I went to do it and then someone out of an AMPM or a My Good Marketplace ran out and then stopped me just before it. The gas costs the same. I suppose there's there's joy in the luxury of having someone do it for you. In the small talk, it's not as much as uh, 10 on regular, please, and, and a thank you. I brought my car up to Portland for the first time. It was during the summer of 2016. I spent the summer washing dishes at a teppanyaki grill. But whenever I was off, I'd either hang out with my friends at the house or sometimes we'd take a field trip out to Ikea. And on one trip in particular, as we were going there, my gas light turned on, so I, I dipped into an Arco, I parked at a stall, and for whatever reason, I went inside to add some Twizzlers and a vitamin water onto the $10 that I was putting into the car. Now, paying the gas attendant while you're in the car is a lot like reading a book while you're boiling some pasta. But buying gas from the cashier and not the actual gas attendant is like chancing a shower while you let the pasta boil. Still, it shouldn't be that big of a problem, but the not being there leaves it up to chance. I paid and I bit into a couple Twizzlers. Then I made my way back to the car. I was excited to go sit on model sofas for half an hour and then leave with a bag of Swedish fish. Twizzlers, I offered the bag to my friends. They both picked up their heads from their phones and gave me a look that said, why the fuck did you get Twizzlers? They were Red Vines people. And more for me. I started the car and I put it in drive. I eased out of the stall. The wheels turned for a second before I heard some yelling and saw a couple of gas attendants running towards me. And I ripped a piece of licorice from my mouth, rolled down the window, and in a way that lacked confidence, like how a student who struggles with long division might answer what 5,258 divided by 22 is. And I said, I paid. You're still getting filled up, they said to me. Oh, that's my bad. Dumbass, they said in unison, I think. Since that experience, I haven't bought gas inside once. And also since that time, I've moved to five different spots in the city and each time finding a new gas station to fill up at when I'm leaving or returning from the day. I don't buy based off price. In fact, I rarely actually look at that and please consider me naive instead of posh. I choose my spots based off how easy it is to pull in and out. And that's that. In many ways, these gas station attendants are similar to local baristas at your coffee shops. One might recognize you for the make of your car, while the other might recognize you from, from how you wear your hair or a tattoo on your forearm. Of course, with gas stations, you're in and out and, and, and not staying behind to tell yourself you're going to get to work, but really hoping a cute girl sits next to you with a dated paperback copy of the Maltese Falcon. The gas station where I fill up now, it cycles between two gas attendants, but for whatever reason, the only one that fills up my tank is the man dressed in black pants with black shoes and a black trench coat to match. And if I ever go by a run by the gas station, somehow I always catch him right as, he, right as he's on his lunch break, and one that he enjoys with a tall boy of Sprite, a couple Camel Lights, and League of Legends commentary. 
Every time I rolled down my window and passed him my debit card, he'd receive it at the end of a few fingers, all months late on an appointment with the nail clipper. Ten on regular plays. He'd nod, swipe my car, then give it back. I'd roll up my window. That was our interaction. Once the pump clicked, he'd remove it and tap the back of my car, and I was on my way without hearing a single word from him. You could argue that that's how a lot of human interaction should be, or, or at least in some scenarios. Jiffy Lube, for example, my life could do with just an oil change and not a key term heavy upsell. If airport customs adopt this, I wouldn't complain either. Anything to shorten the wormhole of a line that comes after 10 hour flights. I pulled into the number seven stall and saw the attendant who was normally dressed in all black. He approached me, but in jeans and a red short sleeve shirt. Jeez, I thought to myself, we've really quarantined for an entire season. He wasn't as much someone who worked at a gas station as a nephew that I see every few months. Wow, you've grown. When was the last time I saw you? I had my mask on, and the closer he got, I realized he wasn't wearing one. And at first I panicked, thinking it'd be safer to dip inside and, and pay behind a sneeze guard of a plastic wall. He was a few feet away at that point, and I'd have to interact either way, but at least he didn't speak. I was probably safe. Ten on regular, please. I pinched the end of my card and passed it to him. Right away, my man, he said. What? No. This isn't how it works, I thought to myself. Of all the times to engage me, now, during a pandemic, with spiking cases, I'm not your man. He swiped my card and gave it back to me, practically bringing his arm inside and then feeding the strip of plastic into my wallet. Hot day, isn't it? What the fuck is happening? Is this some break in the simulation? Was it too late to roll up the window? I tried, but I waited too long. I let out a gargle of noise. Uh, yeah. It was good enough for him. I don't get why my manager doesn't let me wear shorts, you know? It's so hot, like... What's the deal, right? If you ask me, it's actually safer to wear shorts. If gasoline gets on my legs, I'll just wipe it off. But if it's on my jeans, well, I either strip or become a fire hazard. The quiet man, the one with long fingernails and a black trench coat, was apparently Jerry Seinfeld. All it took was a disregard of public health and a global pandemic for him to start writing. Thankfully, I only put $10 in and was on my way out without a receipt or a sentence spoken. How long had he worked on that material, I wondered. Everyone, my name is John Russos. Thank you for listening to this installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. It was a little different, but let me know what you think of this format. Uh, shoot me a text, a comment on Instagram, Twitter. Let me know what you think, uh, or, if, or if you liked it the original way, if you like this, whatever it is. But um, thank you all for rocking with me. I appreciate it. Until next time.